Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 5, Episode 9 of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today our episode is titled Disney Breakdown. This is where we talk about all things Disney news and unpack what fans are buzzing about right now, from the parks to TV and movies to the company as a whole. So, let's chat about it. I'm so excited you all are here for Disney Breakdown. We are at our season finale of episode, not episode, we're at season finale of season five. I can't even speak today. That's okay because um, my brain's already fried at looking all of this news that we have to cover. So it makes perfect sense that we would already be stumbling over words when it's all of the Disney news in the last, what, two months? Yeah, three it's months? about like June 20th, I think, is where we went back to yeah. from our last episode. So we have lots of information to catch you guys up on. So you better buckle up because we're about to spill all the tea and all the news that you need to know from parks to movies to TV to the company as a whole. We've got it all. We've written it all down and we are ready to dish it all out. So Today we are going to start with parks, then we're going to go to movie, then to TV, and then to companies. So why don't we kick it off with some of our parks news. We've got a lot going on in the Walt Disney World parks right now. There's too much to honestly get all of the bullet points in here, so we'll do our best to get them all covered. But let's start off with talking about the new addition to Enchantment. Oh my gosh, guys. You guys know here that we are big Happily Ever After fans. So when Enchantment was announced, we were both both like, what is going on? How is this even going to compare? We've both seen Enchantment. It's a decent show. Is it Happily Ever After? Absolutely not. But one thing that we both noted when we first saw Enchantment was that it was missing that history, that like Walt feel, the Mickey feel of the 50th anniversary, and it all started with a mouse kind of feel. So to hear that they have now added a segment at the beginning of Enchantment that pays homage to Walt Disney himself and Mickey Mouse. I think that is absolutely what this show needed. It makes me feel like Disney does listen to their fans and the feedback because I feel like a lot of people had that same sentiment where if something was going to come in and kick Happily Ever After out, for the sake of it being the 50th anniversary, why was it not something that was clearly tributing the Magic Kingdom and its 50 years, or Walt Disney and his creation of the Magic Kingdom, whether it be Disneyland or Disney World? Um, It just really didn't click for me. It felt like a happily ever after redo, like just an attempt at trying something a little bit different. So this new addition to the beginning of the show makes it click for me. And I think that that's what it's been missing this whole time. Yeah, I have seen some clips of it online, haven't seen it yet in person. We are heading both of us to Walt Disney World in like less than two weeks at this point. So we may be able to have a chance to see it. We'll let you guys know what we think. But 
yeah, I I was really surprised when I saw the news, honestly, because I was like, whoa, this is a little late in the 50th, 50th anniversary for them to kind of add this in, especially when they're in like their last six or seven months of the celebration but hey the celebration is still going on so better late than never right yeah definitely and speaking of the celebration itself disney has come out and announced that march 2023 is going to be the end of the 50th celebration so yep again kind of weird that they put this in at this hour <laughs> during the celebration but um i think like i said they maybe were listening to their fans and said okay well let's let's maybe give people who have already seen the new fireworks show a reason to come back and see it again and give the people what they want and they did that so yeah definitely how do you feel about the 50th anniversary ending in march are you ready for it to end are you sad that the 50th era will be over like how do you feel about that Um, I think that it's, I personally as a huge Disney fan and this being the prime of my Disney going in my life, I haven't gone as often and as frequent as I have in the last 10 years, you know, really less than 10 years. Okay. Five years, the last five years, (laughs) I've really ramped up my Disney going. Um, and so to be a part of a really big monumental celebration like this and get to experience it and have specific memories that I'll carry with me and merchandise that I get to have in my house now, because I've bought all the things, um, it's been really exciting and I've loved getting to experience a celebration of this magnitude, but I am kind of ready for the next thing. I think you're ready for the next right thing the next right thing of course you threw in the frozen (laughs) reference of course i had to um i i agree with you but i also disagree like i i'm excited to see what they have in store i've got a lot of new exciting things to look forward to but personally i love a good celebration i love the way the castle's decorated i love the costumes and all the characters there's a lot of things about the 50th celebration i love the color scheme that i will be sad when it goes like it makes it more exciting for me right now so i'm like obviously disney still has the magic if it doesn't have all this extra stuff but i feel like for me i'm gonna be like oh no like the castle looks less sparkly or like oh my gosh look at Minnie's out I don't know just like little things that I've learned to love about the 50th celebration that I'm definitely gonna miss and yeah kind of wish it would just always be that way yeah like the fab 50 statues all over the place all of those things that have been added but I think that's what makes the celebration special if those things are there all the time then they just become common yeah you're right so to have something where we do get to look back another five years from now and be like man we got to be a part of the 50th celebration do you remember all the things they did for that i know and we'd have all the merchandise to prove it too right and then it's vintage and retro and we've got some cool pieces of history yeah my mom has a 25th anniversary magnet on her fridge and every time i see it i'm like man that's gonna be like my fridge but for the 50th anniversary and it's gonna be when i look at it i look at her 25th magnet i'm like that's so cool but now I have that merchandise for this one. So yeah. when we're at the 75th anniversary, we're like, remember that time we went to the 50th together? Me and Court are going to be old ladies hand in hand running down Main Street for the 75th. We ain't going to be that old. We're going to be in our 50s. 
I mean, we'll be old at the hundredth celebration. Okay, okay, but I I will be at the hundredth celebration. Mark we, my words. We will be there. What else is happening in the parks right now? So another segue in relation to what we're talking to, um, we mentioned the Fab Fifty statues. If you're unfamiliar with what that is, there are these little golden statues of different characters um, that have been placed strategically in certain parts of all four parks um, to just give a special nod to certain memorable Disney characters um, and add some magic. But to add even more magic, Disney has finally rolled out their Magic Band Plus. Yeah, Magic Band to a new level. So the reason why this is relevant to the Fab 50 statues, they have come up with these new Magic Band Plus bands. They're like your old Magic Bands, but they now have a new interactive element to them. So um, if you are wearing your Magic Band Plus and you walk by one of these 50th statues, your band will light up and alert you. Um, Or if you wave to some of the statues, certain things will respond think um the wands and the wizarding world of harry potter but on a much lower scale yeah so um just giving a little bit of added element to this magic band they are more expensive than the original magic bands of course but it's something new that you could try when you're going to the parks if you do still wear magic bands I do not have a Magic Band Plus, but I am considering buying one because I do think they look they look fun. They also interact with the firework shows, which I think is a fun element as well. So I may be purchasing one. I'm still on the fence, not quite sure. Will you be purchasing a Magic Band Plus? I think I might just for the sake of saying I've tried it, but I'm not really sold on the idea itself. I've honestly stopped using Magic Bands now that I have my um, entry, my ticket on my phone. I don't need a Magic Band. Um, I can hold my phone up to the tap in locations at all the parks and swipe my finger there and everything works just fine. I don't need a Magic Band. Same with Lightning Lanes. Um, I have to have my phone on me regardless because I'm using Genie Plus and doing all the things. So my phone has really just become my ticket. But now that there's something outside of tapping into turnstiles and all of those things that the Magic Band will do, I might be interested in trying it out. Yeah, I mean... Might as well just give it a shot and see. Speaking on uh, like Magic Bands and you were talking about Genie Plus, there have been some j- changes to um, the Genie Plus system where now it will, like if you're in the app and you're looking at Genie Plus, it will actually tell you when you can book your next Lightning Lane, which I thought was a very great addition to Genie Plus because before you had to do a lot of math to try and figure it out. Like, okay, is it the two-hour window? Have I already done? Do, how many am I already? Do I already have stacked? Like, what does that look like? So having that on your tip now when you go into the app definitely allows you to plan a little more accordingly to those genie plus and lightning lane reservations yeah this is something i've struggled with with genie plus is remembering when i can book my next thing so there have been times where i'm 30 minutes past my window being open and maybe i could have gotten something a little bit more exciting if i had tapped in right at the right time so i think this will be really helpful in helping people have successful experiences with genie plus rather than getting frustrated by it yeah i think a lot of people especially my first time in the parks a couple months ago using genie plus 
it was I had it was a lot of learning curve for me to have to figure out okay the 7 a.m. window but I'm not li I'm not staying on property so that doesn't apply for certain things it just got a little bit complicated and so I definitely think that will help even the seasoned Disney goer who may have may, or may not have used Genie Plus yet or multiple times so I think it's definitely a great addition um, in addition to that though there also have been changes to the park reservation system what do you want to mention when it comes to that I know we have a couple of, of points here that we pulled directly from the Disney website. Yeah, so with Park Pass, I got really excited to hear that there were updates and changes to the reservation um, format and how you reserve a spot in a particular Disney park. And then I read what the updates were and it was kind of like, oh, okay. But yeah, when I saw like updates to the park reservation system, I was like, it's gone. Is it going to be gone? Can we get to just go to the park whenever we want before 2 p.m.? Really? I was like, yeah. oh no. Okay. It's still here. The park reservation system is still alive and who knows if it'll go away. I don't foresee them taking it away they can control crowds a little better that way but i sure do miss like starting my day and eating breakfast somewhere and then going straight to another park i know i the park hopping thing it's not making a reservation i don't mind having to tell you which park i'm gonna start at but not being able to go to whatever park i want whenever i want is definitely something i miss a lot um, when it comes to changes that have happened because of the pandemic. But let's talk about what those changes specifically are. Yes. Okay. So guests can actually um, make changes to their park reservations without actually having to cancel the reservation first. So before, if you wanted to change your park reservation from Disney Hollywood Studios to Magic Kingdom, you had to go in, cancel that reservation, and then make a new reservation for the other park. Now you can go in, you can just edit that reservation, change the park, and you're good to go, which I think is definitely an easier way to go about changing that park reservation specifically right? Yeah, I totally agree. It's definitely a hassle if all of a sudden you want to change your plans and then you go and you cancel your park reservation for Hollywood Studios and then all of a sudden you realize Magic Kingdom's booked and so you lost your, I mean there's been a couple of instances where I've heard of people complaining about having to completely cancel your reservation because there have been times where people go and do that and then the thing that they cancel for is then not available and then they have to kind of go back through the whole process all over again so that does decrease uh, some frustration, I think. One thing that, that is new for the park system, park pass system, um, that's relevant to Courtney and I right now is that previously you had to do it individually based on ticket type, but now you're able to combine your reservations between different types of tickets. So for me as an annual pass holder, if I go with Courtney, we had to make all of our reservations separately, but now we can combine them and make them together in unison and not have to worry about, are things gonna line up for us if I got a reservation and she didn't? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely helpful to be able to book those at the same time especially if you're if you're visiting you're traveling with locals who have those annual pass or you're traveling people like Caitlin who have an annual pass this year and is living her best life and <laughs> you want to travel with them as well so definitely some more options there and then finally the third um, change to the park reservation system is that Disney is increasing the number of tickets that can actually have a park pass reserved before the number was 12 but it is going to be expanded to 30 which accommodates for those larger traveling parties so if you've got a super large party traveling with you you now have the option to 
able to reserve as many of those park passes as you can yeah i was talking to somebody about this and they were like why would they why would they need to do this this is ridiculous and i started thinking about people who travel like with a school group or um, a lot of times like the marching bands that come mm-hmm. to play or a family reunion if yeah. you're bringing your whole family like that i mean there are definitely those school groups yeah there are definitely so many opportunities for people to travel in groups of 20 plus to walt disney world so i think it does make sense to add and increase that number um, to make it easier for those groups trying to do things together and not having to have, you know, if you do have a school group of 40 going to play on Main Street as a marching band and you have to split it up into four different groups of reservations, that can be a lot to manage. Yeah, definitely. So those are the changes to the park reservation system and some of those additions that we talked about with Genie Plus. Now I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about attractions we've got a couple of updates when it comes to those one of those being splash mountain and the re-theme which you may have saw that was a little while back but kate what has splash mountain been rethemed to if you have not heard splash mountain which is currently themed to an old film called song of the south um there's a whole thing with that movie and why people are wanting it to no longer be a part of the theming of what we know as splash mountain splash mountain is getting a re-theming to princess and the frog yeah tiana's getting her moment so i'm super excited about this personally i don't know how the new orleans bayou fits into frontierland in a seamless way i feel like frontierland is very country western not uh old south louisiana vibe Mm -hmm, yeah um but that's fine i think it it works it's just not like that perfect seamless theming that i as a very type a person would want if i were planning things out but we finally have a name for the attraction it is going to be called tiana's bayou adventure so fun i'm so excited for this re-theme to come out and for i know i know splash mountain is going to be closed for a significant period of time when they do this actual refurbishment which will be sad because you won't get to ride it but knowing that you have this new amazing refurbishment coming for tiana i can't wait till it opens and we all get a chance to ride it I am super stoked. I think that this film, Princess and the Frog, is perfect for the structure of what Splash Mountain is. I think it will have a very fun story, the vibrancy, the jazz music, all of the things that you do love about Splash Mountain are going to be morphed into a new version, which I think is going to be done so well. So I'm super looking forward to what this new attraction is going to bring. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, do we have a completion? Didn't they say 2024 it should be done? Yes, they're saying that. I believe that the re-theme and the shutdown is going to happen in tandem with the opening of Tron. So oh, that's smart. That's I think smart. that once Tron is ready to open, there will be a new big-hitting attraction in Magic Kingdom, and they will be able to distribute people well enough to close down Splash Mountain. And also, summer months are really popular for Splash Mountain because you get splashed, you get wet. So I think they'll wait for the summer to end, wait for Tron to open, and then they're saying 2024 
we all know when Disney says 2024, that could certainly mean December 31st. So it might mm-hmm. not be <laughs> at the beginning of 2024. It might be towards the very end and it could be pushed back. Things happen. Um, but that's what we're anticipating right now. Well, with you talking about it being a summer ride, maybe they would aim to open it in the summer because it, I can't imagine them trying to open that type of ride in the winter. I mean, obviously people would ride it regardless. People ride Splash Mountain in the winter anyways. But I think it might be smart for them, in my opinion, to open it in the summer. But I would think so, too. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Also, another attraction over in Epcot with our other fun princess, Moana. She's getting her journey with water. Um, Kind of a walkthrough magical experience. Less of a, like, it's not a sit-down ride or roller coaster attraction in that way. It's more of an interactive walkthrough experience what updates do we have with um journey with water so this attraction or experience is seeing a lot of progress with the base level rock work so what we have right now is concept art we have an idea of what it's going to look like and now we're starting to get glimpses of that concept art being brought to life mainly speaking this huge entrance piece which has the spiral shape um, if you're familiar with the movie Moana um, the the heart of Tafiti has this spiral shape and that's what is in the entryway and the rock work and they have put up pictures of what this looks like completed it's pretty cool yeah I when I saw the pictures of this I was like oh my gosh this is gonna be a really cute experience I'm excited for it to open and to experience it myself and and see what all the hype's about so yes I totally agree i am very excited just for anything new i think that this is a good fit it's over going to be close to the seas pavilion i know that that's not what they're going to be calling it anymore um but the the idea of bringing more ip more movie characters into epcot is something that's always been controversial but i think it's really important for younger kiddos to get excited and people in general who are big disney fans like us um to have something new to go and see so even though this isn't a quote-unquote ride i think it's going to be really fun and something that will be easy for you to experience you won't have to wait hours long to get on it no it'll be easy and it's going to be a great addition to epcot for sure okay let's kick it over to hollywood studios we just had an announcement what maybe a couple days ago at this point when it comes out it would have been a couple days ago um phantasmic is coming back we've been waiting on this it's been back in disneyland phantasmic is such a classic stage show it's everything that i would want in a disney show a live show in the parks it's touching back to so many different classic movies it's starring mickey there are elements of excitement there are some stunts there are some fireworks i love this show there's so many things to love about it there are a couple of new elements with it they've rewritten some of the storyline to update it with cultural standards which i think is great so i'm excited to see what changes will come with that but cast members are rehearsing i know i like literally got on instagram i saw the disney parks reel and i was like oh my gosh 
it's finally happening. We do not have a date at this point for the release, but just to know that they're rehearsing is enough for me. I'm like, all right, it's coming back. We finally get our joy again after being deprived of Fantasmic for the past two years because of the pandemic. So definitely some very exciting news. Do we have anything else going on in Hollywood Studios? I don't think so. Now that I look at this list, I don't think we have anything else in that park. Not necessarily attractions related, but food related. One of the really popular um, restaurants in Hollywood Studios, if you're unfamiliar with Hollywood Studios, there's not a ton of places to sit down and eat in there, but Hollywood and Vine is a really popular um, buffet, previously buffet um, restaurant in Hollywood Studios. There are characters there. And um, since the pandemic, all of the buffets in Disney have shut down. There's no such thing as a buffet anymore. So those restaurants either became family style where they would bring a singular plate with a ton of stuff on it, or they just haven't really been in operation. But we got word that these buffets are coming back. Yes, I love the buffets. My favorite is Crystal Palace. I will say it over and over again. It's the bomb. Yeah, so we might be seeing Crystal Palace return to its buffet style. I know. Instead of a fixed menu. Give me the Winnie the Pooh characters as well, please. Thank you very much. (laughs) I really enjoy i've had crystal um palace i don't know if i've actually had any other buffet styles at walt disney world i have to go back and think but that is so exciting that they are returning because i know a lot of people have missed that it's a great way to like pay one price and get all you can eat if you're looking to just grub out then this is definitely the way to go if you like want to eat a small small meal throughout the day and then have like this really large buffet dinner you can totally make the money that you pay for it worth it a hundred they're so great i definitely think because a lot of these buffets are character dining experiences Mm -hmm. i think that that more so makes the character dining experience which is always pricier in general a little more worth it because you're paying a fixed price and if you don't like what's on the fixed menu you're not going to get your money's worth Mm -hmm. so by having a buffet style if there's one dish that you do really like and you can get extra of it then go ahead get your money worth and see the characters i know i love that they have the characters at a lot of these um like you said these buffets so that's so much fun but speaking about food the food and wine festival is happening it's been it's been going on for a couple weeks now maybe a month um over in epcot and some of the items on the menus for these booths oh my gosh i'm already drooling i cannot wait to get there in two weeks and eat my way around these booths because I just think they do such a good job with their menus. (laughs) Yeah, there's a wide variety. The food is always top notch. We've talked about this before, but I think all the festivals have a different aim and what they are wanting to accomplish. And Food and Wine's aim is to make the food and the drinks amazing. I think Flower and Garden is about the garden aspect. Like, yes, there is food and they incorporate um, certain aspects of being floral and fresh into those, but it's about the flowers, the topiaries, um, the Festival of the Arts is definitely about the art side of things and just making things pretty. It's not really focused on making the food amazing. So if you are a foodie, Food and Wine is the place to be. Yes. And for those dates, I just looked them up. So Food and Wine Festival started on July 14th and it goes until November 19th. So if you are trying to get in a trip before Food and Wine Festival ends, you have until November 19th of this year before we switch over to the Festival of the Holidays. So definitely go ahead, reach out to Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacation 
questions, go ahead, book a trip, go on, just enjoy your food and wine festival and you'll be good to go and you'll have a full belly and a happy heart. Yes, absolutely. Other things going on right now that are exciting that Court and I are actually going to get to participate in is that Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party is back. It sure is. It's been the first night was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. August Maybe. 12th. August 12th was a, the first night. I do remember seeing a lot of content from the night. It rained a lot mm-hmm. that night, but it was so refreshing to see a lot of the um, old parades and the shows and the fireworks. And I've never personally been to Not So Scary, so this will be my first time, but I've seen all the stuff online about it. So to see that again and see the Boutiou, um floats and, and characters come out was so exciting and I cannot wait for us to experience it so soon yes so before the pandemic there was several of these after hour parties and then with the pandemic for a year they were canceled and then last year they offered abbreviated versions of these parties but made them the same ticket price so people were pretty upset about that so to see them bringing things back is really encouraging and exciting to you know Pay a tick, pay for a ticket to get in. Yes, it's expensive, but there are a ton of perks by um, staying after hours, having limited capacity, special treats, special merch, all the things. So, oh my gosh, it's the best! You see everybody in costumes. You get to trick or treat down Main Street. I mean, it's just so. It, I mean, it, I say it's so much fun. I haven't even personally experienced it yet, but I know it is so much fun and cannot wait to to do that. And like, oh my gosh, less than two weeks. And if Halloween's not your thing, they are bringing back Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, too. Yeah, Halloween really isn't my thing, and I am stoked for this. Like, it's definitely, like, worth it, 100%, even if you're not a Halloween person. It's just an experience to go and have limited capacity in the parks. And like you said, the treats. There's so much involved that, like, you don't have to participate in the, like, super Halloween-y things if you don't want to. You can make it your own. Yeah, I definitely have um some reservations with halloween because i hate being scared um i don't like things that are spooky um no you would never see us at um halloween Halloween horror nights in in universal don't worry we will never be there so this is definitely my speed of halloween it's kid friendly it's fun it's meant to be happy and exciting and um about you know, this time of year, getting to experience the fall and all of the things. So um, oh, I, yeah. I love it for that reason, but all of the perks that come with it are worth the purchase. Yes, for sure. And while we're also in Magic Kingdom, speaking of the Halloween party, there also is a new People Mover audio. The People Mover is the best. Um, it's the greatest place to sit and relax, eat your lunch. Actually, you can't eat on it. Just kidding. Don't do that. I have I have sneak snacks before, but you're not supposed to eat on it. I think I say this multiple times on the podcast, so don't listen to me. There don't do that. Pe- there are other people who do it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, bitch, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but you can get on the new People Mover, or not the new People Mover, but you can get on the People Mover and hear the new audio. We haven't heard it yet. We are going to experience it in our next trip, so we will give you guys our review on it but i'm excited that they changed this i don't think people were expecting um a new audio i I remember seeing on instagram people being like wait hold on a minute this sounds different yeah there is something different about it so if you're super familiar with the audio from the people mover then go hop on and see if you can identify those changes yourself 
Let's see, what else do we have? Oh, there is a new Disney and Vans collection that has been spotted recently in the parks and the merchandise stores. Some of the items are really cute. They've got a bucket hat, which I did find out today has sold out. So I'm not sure when that'll restock. So they have that, they have a couple t-shirts, some hoodies, um, but a really cute collaboration with Disney and Vans. I believe you can only purchase it right now in the parks. You may be able to purchase it on shopdisney.com, but definitely stop by one of the merchandise stores and check out that new collection. Yes, and last for in the parks specifically, obviously we're all waiting on Tron. We know it's coming. They've been testing and doing things more and more. People have seen the canopy of lights. I personally have a speculation that they are going to try to have it ready for October 1st. You think so? I think they're trying. I don't know if it'll happen, but if I were a Disney exec and knew that Magic Kingdom was going to have a birthday. We're in the middle of the 50th celebration. They've semi-promised that Tron was coming during the 50th. I mean, we've still got time in 2022 to get it done. Like I said, they, they can say 2022 and they could mean the last week of December. But I think they might be trying to get it done for October. Maybe they'll do like a Taylor Swift surprise album drop or like a like a just a Disney surprise drop and be like, it's open instead of like, here's the date and plan for it. They'll just be like, surprise, Tron, go on, get on it. Yeah, maybe they will, but <laughs> I see. Feel, we've definitely seen more of the testing and, and trying to get it ready, so that's exciting. Yes, okay, so we're going to step outside of the parks real quick, head over to the resorts. So in the resorts, if you've ever stayed at a Walt Disney World resort, you, or I guess any Disney resort, you would have noticed the beauty products in the rooms, which are from the company H2O. There's the shampoo, the conditioner, the body lotion, the face, the hand soap, all of it. Well, we recently found out that H2O as a company is actually shutting down. They're closing their doors, which means that those H2O products that are used in the Disney resorts will actually be discontinued, which I find to be very sad news because I love the H2O products. Yeah, they've become a thing. People who frequent Disney resorts often are familiar with the way that it smells. It can be nostalgic at this point for how long it's been in the parks. I believe their partnership started in 2006, so it's been a while since they've been in the resorts. Um, I remember before they were in the resorts and then going on a Disney trip and being like, whoa, what is this fancy version of soap? And um, <laughs> Fancy every, version of soap, that's so good. Every time I've been since then, I take one of the little bottles of the lotion home with me so I can always have some Disney smells in my bathroom. Um, but yeah, it's sad to see it go. I'm hoping that Disney comes out with something nice and doesn't do a cheap replacement for their resorts. We'll be anxious to see what that turns into. Yeah, if you are looking to purchase any of the H to a products you can actually go to the shop disney website and they do as of right now i believe they have a 30 percent off deal going on that may increase as they get closer to running out of their stock so continue to watch that website and if you want to stock up on any of those products definitely do so because once they're gone i mean they're gone they're discontinued speaking of h2o you can also find h2o on the disney cruise line and it might be my favorite news of like disney vacation related things but Disney Cruise Line launched its new ship, The Wish. Oh yeah, The Wish. It's beautiful. She's gorgeous. I wish I could live every day on that ship. So that's why that's it's called The Wish. Yeah, I wish I could just live there. 
yeah, I've seen so many videos and vlogs and all of the things of what this ship is like. It is truly next level. The playgrounds and little entertainment areas for the kids make me want to be a kid again. The restaurants and how interactive they are and themed. I mean, there I could go on and on. We could do a whole episode mm-hmm. on reasons you should go on the Wish. You know, the best part about the Disney Wish, which I'm sure you already know what I'm about to say, is there's the freaking Frozen restaurant arendelle courtney belongs on this cruise ship i just belong in that restaurant for the rest of my life just, actually yes just the restaurant she'll be there every just, night just the restaurant she's I actually will, joining the cast i actually am yeah they've actually casted me as olaf because that's really fun honestly i get to sit on that little table and roll around oh uh, so. you can yeah you can um be the one that pushes him on the table oh, oh my gosh yes yes yeah, yes, yeah. yes me that's my perfect pal. i if i ever get to go on the wish it, it's gonna happen when i get on the wish I'm going to probably just cry the whole time I'm in that restaurant. So I'll just get lots of videos of me enjoying the experience <laughs> to the utmost level. So I will have to be a part of that experience. Oh, you will have to be because everybody in the room will be like, this girl's a little weird. She loves Frozen. You know what? I'm just going to keep embracing it because I'm not ashamed. I'm not can ashamed. We, can we go cosplaying as Anna and Elsa? Um, yes, as long as I get to be Anna. That's fine. I can be Elsa. Yeah, I have to be. I have to be Anna. It's the only way to go. I mean, I'm recently engaged, right? And in the in the restaurant, she's showing off her engagement ring. And it's supposed to be a Makes celebration. Sense. Makes sense. So it's just like it's, it's meant to be. It's perfect. It's great. So also speaking of a Disney cruise line, there have been some um, COVID protocols that have been, I think, uh, yeah, alleviated a little bit. Head over to the Disney Cruise Line website for those specific details. They're always changing that. So if you're looking to book a Disney cruise, um, definitely be up to date on those COVID protocols. But is there anything else to mention about the parks before we head to some of the movie and TV? There's just one thing I was going to mention because I thought it was interesting. But the Wall Street Journal recently put out an article about Walt Disney World and its ticket prices. And evidently, statistically speaking, the level of inflation on Walt Disney World tickets is much faster far and beyond the inflation of just the u.s in general so ticket prices are going up they are if they you are, want to go to disney yourself. no it's expensive yeah that's it all right <laughs> okay let's talk about some of the movie and tv news we don't have a lot to talk about here most of our news today was parks but hang in here with us we're gonna kick things off with some movie news we did get a pinocchio trailer another one um, this movie will come out on disney plus day on september 8th very excited to see this live action film to see what they did with it interesting that they didn't send it straight to theaters so i'm wondering kind of what the difference is in that and like it was it not not i don't know how to say this like was it not good enough for theaters because some films they just go straight to disney plus so i'm just curious as to why they took that approach um and seeing kind of how that goes yeah i'm curious as well it is starring tom hanks as geppetto so i feel like that would be a pretty big reason for people to actually make their way to theaters to see it i'm a big tom hanks fan i think everything he touches is usually really good so um it could be a ploy to get people to sign up for disney plus yeah, and that's the reason is. Um, they're releasing it on Disney Plus Day so that maybe more people who do not currently have a subscription with Disney Plus would be encouraged to get it. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, there's was also another trailer for the second Avatar film. I'm very hyped about this film. I think the Avatar film, the first film, was absolutely incredible. I'm sure you guys could all agree. It's one of the greatest movies of all times. It's one of the highest rated movies of all times. So to to see that they're doing a second film, I know a lot of people have been wanting this for a while. So very excited for that one to come out. Um, so those are two that are coming out and we've also just had two films that that did come out kind of over this summer and we have some stats on them so do you want to go over those kate of course i do you know i love this you love the stats so i have seen what did you see lightyear i did see lightyear and i have seen thor love and thunder okay i've not seen thor love and thunder it was going to be my plan disney plus day um indulgement i'm gonna watch pinocchio too i'm just gonna have a movie day but, there you go perfect um, part of disney plus day is that uh thor love and thunder will be released on disney plus along with several other things but um thor love and thunder came out in july and lightyear came out in june um lightyear is a disney pixar film it is based Based on Buzz Lightyear. The idea is that if there is an action figure for this Buzz Lightyear astronaut, where did the action figure come from? And so this is the story that inspired the action figure. Um, For Disney and Pixar, the Rotten Tomato scores was a 75%. And this is the lowest rating of any Disney Pixar film in history. That's, That's a big stat right there. I mean, that's... I'm not surprised by that stat. Like when you think about Lightyear compared to all these other incredible Pixar films, I don't think the movie was bad. I thought it was a good movie. Was it as good as Finding Nemo or Cars or something like that? Or Up? Absolutely not. So the rating makes sense. It's just crazy to think it's the lowest rated one in history. Yeah, I think the miss here was that we have this huge Toy Story franchise. We have four films, and we know Buzz Lightyear to be Tim Allen, the way that he is, and all the films. And this Buzz is not the same. It's a very different Buzz. And it just is a, a pull from a franchise that's so beloved and so renowned that when a new version of it that's like far off from what we know it to be, I just think it didn't connect well. So different actor. I mean, Chris Evans did a really good job, but it's just not, like you said, it's not the same. So those are kind of the stats for that. It did have a $200 million budget and it made 226 million in the box office. That's a pretty low return. So if you're trying to maximize your return, if you spend $200 million to make a movie, you want the return to be to be much higher than 200 million so for it to only be 226 that's doesn't doesn't say great things about how it did in the box office yeah what about thor love and thunder so thor love and thunder got a rotten tomato score of 65 percent not as good as Lightyear, and definitely not as good as spider-man <laughs> um but i think it's really i I've seen a lot of um, like TikToks and tweets and things about people just saying that after Endgame and that version of the Avengers, all of these different movies that are coming out now are just not as impactful because the hype was so high for those and now they're just continuing to throw movies out there. And um, you saw this movie. I didn't see it. What were your opinions? So the director is Taika Waititi, I think is how you pronounce it. Waititi. Waititi, okay. He is the guy that plays 
he voices Korg, which is like the little, like the, not the little, the large, cool like man. Cool, cool man, like the rock guy. He's so funny. This guy is hilarious. His lines as Korg are phenomenal. So when he was placed as director, he put a very like comedic overlay on the whole film so my thought on the film as a whole was the there were some like as i was starting to watch it i was like oh yeah this is funny it gave me ragnarok feels but then it was like oh you're still telling jokes oh there's another joke oh there's another joke and i was like okay this is like we've got like one of the characters which spoiler she has cancer i won't tell you which character that is but it's like there's like this really dark moment and it's like covered over with a lot of like comedy and humor and I get the approach he was going with it but it was almost like okay I'm kind of over the jokes now it's a little too far um so I think that's kind of the response that a lot of people had had I thought it was a good movie I enjoyed it I love pretty much all the Marvel films but it was it, it just didn't stand out like your Spider-Man your Endgame I mean those ones are just so iconic so it it was interesting. I did um, like seeing that there was quite a good cameo at the beginning of the film with the Guardians of the Galaxy because the last time we saw Thor, he was leaving with them. So I knew they would be incorporated in some way. And they do spend a little bit of time at the beginning of the film with them. So I'm glad that they still incorporated that. But the rest of the film is without them. I kind of would have liked to see more of the Guardians of the Galaxy in there, more of that crossover. And I think that might have gained a little more interest with people. But I mean, it was a pretty decent film. Was it the greatest? No. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Guardians 3. That's one that's oh, coming too. But The Guardians films, they um, slap every time. Yes. That version of comedy is so spot on. Also, <laughs> yeah. fun fact, Taika Waititi was also in Lightyear. Um, he oh, was, was he? one of the astronauts in the, or one of, oh, yeah, one yes, of the people in yes, the film. Yes, yes, I remember. Um, yeah. What, so what did um, Thor do for the box office numbers and their budget? So the budget for Thor Love and Thunder was $250 million, and the box office return was $747 million, more than triple yeah nearly that just to show the difference between the two films even though thor scored lower than lightyear if you look at those actual box office numbers quite a difference when it comes to the budget and the return on that for sure yeah i mean to 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 nearly triple what you spent on the movie yeah you you did your you did a good job yeah all right, so that's kind of it for movies. Let's switch over to some of our, our TV and, and Disney Plus. We did just mention that there was Disney Plus Day on September 8th. We've also had a lot of um, things be released recently. Um, we had, well, I don't I can't remember when. Well, we were talking about last Disney breakdown about Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan finished during kind of since then. And now we've got She-Hulk that has been released. We're about three episodes in on that one. Not sure how many, do you know how many total episodes will be in She-Hulk? I don't know, actually. Maybe it'll be six, eight. That's kind of what they do with these limited series. We'll see. Um, so we've already got She-Hulk out. We're, we are getting an Obi-Wan documentary series, which I'm very excited about to see the way um, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, a lot of their acting and how they prepared for this show. I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. And what else do we have that are, is being released? Um, so I think you are going to love this one. Along with Disney Plus Day, we're getting Frozen and Frozen 2 sing-alongs put on Disney even, Plus. I don't even need the lyrics on the screen. She already know them. I am my own sing-along. But yes, I appreciate for those that don't, that they'll have the sing-along so that you all can become a Frozen fan like me. 
Yes. Another thing that is kind of exciting, if you are into it, is another Cars spinoff movie called Cars on the Road. So cute. It's about Lightning McQueen and Mater taking a road trip to go visit Mater's sister. That's cute. <laughs> that's, I can't wait to see Mater's sister. Yeah, that's I, a good one point. I wonder how like similar they are, or maybe they'll be like totally different. I'm very interested to see the approach they take with that. Oh, we also have Dancing with the Stars, which will now be exclusively a part of Disney+. Plus. Before, it was with ABC and you could watch on Hulu, but now it's going to be a weekly show that you can tune into on Disney+. Plus. I'm wondering if it's pre-recorded. A lot of these shows that are like Dancing with the Stars that I have watched in the past... Um, have this like live audience voting thing now instead of calling in and voting like you used to back in the day um but i wonder if it's pre-recorded live audience voting on who makes it through right then and there um like we've been seeing on a lot of these shows that are typically filmed live um i think it prevents the show from ha- i mean you can do a full season of production in one week yeah, I mean, but with Dancing in the Stars, it's hard because you kind of have to give the dancers time to learn the technique. And as you see on a traditional season of Dancing with the Stars, you see them get better because of the weeks of practicing and this learning. So I don't know if they'll take that approach. They might, but I don't know. I think that might affect the show as a whole because you see a lot of growth and improvement in the contestants on the show due to the length of the actual show and the filming. Well, maybe the length will be the same, but I still think it has to be like the audience is voting yeah we'll see i mean i'm very interested to see how it turns out i'm excited it's on disney plus i love dancing with the stars so that'll be exciting as well Ooh, something else to mention something has been out for i guess there's a show that's been out for now i don't even know what episode it's i have to catch up but high school musical the musical the series season three has been out and i'm loving it it's my guilty pleasure show i just love it so much This particular season, I wasn't in love with last season. This particular season, I have loved the version of writing that they've used here. The whole show has always been satirical. It's making fun of being a theater kid to a certain extent, but also showing the ups and downs of all these characters. Um, And the way that they've written this season is gold. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I love it because once again, there is a Frozen aspect in this season. That's okay, all I'll yeah, say. That's true. I will not spoil it, but Frozen is a big part of season three. So obviously, I am so excited about that and have thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> so far. Yeah, me too. Um, the last things we'll mention for disney plus slash tv news is if you are a star wars fan and you've really enjoyed um obi-wan and are excited for the new docu-series coming out you also have andor and a new season of the mandalorian to look forward to later this year um and in addition to that something that's been on disney plus that i wasn't aware of and was made aware of recently that i am wanting to go and watch is a documentary called light and magic Um, it is about the lighting and the effects used in star wars and by lucasfilm and it goes through a lot of the 
beginning movies and how they did the effects then when it seemed so outlandish and crazy and the first time people had done these obviously now with cgi and all of the different versions of special effects that you can add into these films and and tv shows it's made a lot easier so um as a person who really likes to go back and look at the history of where things came from i think if you're a big star wars fan this is one to check out oh yeah well that's it for kind of our tv and disney plus let's end our time quickly with some company news. Um, Bob Chapek has extended his CEO contract for three more years, which I know there are some Chapek fans, some not Chapek. I mean, we can go back and forth. We can have an episode about this, but his contract has been extended for three years. I don't think this is a bad thing. I think for someone to be CEO of a large entity like the Walt Disney Company, spending some time there, getting your groove, figuring out what your lane is and what you're good at and what kind of impact you can make on the company. I feel like each CEO has had a different niche in terms of what they do for the Walt Disney Company and how they move it forward. So I think he does need time. He really got so much heat coming in off of the pandemic. So I feel like giving him more time to show us what he can do as a CEO is going to be a good thing. I agree. I think it, like you said, it's a good opportunity for him to really settle into the role and then learn what his niche is as well. So we'll be seeing about three more years at least of him. So there's that. What else? What's happening next weekend? There's a big event happening. What's going on? So I know I mentioned that there was a favorite park news item. I think this is just my favorite news item because I'm so excited next Next weekend is going to be D23. So D23 is the ultimate Disney fan event. It is something that has been going on since 2009. Every two years they host this Disney fan event where Disney as a company comes in and just throws all that they're working on at its fans. And so you can expect so much news to come out in the next week regarding parks, movies, TV, all of the above um even things like if they added um you know cruise line locations or adventures by disney experiences like all of the little tidbits of things that go into running the walt disney company they open the doors and let their fans in on that information once every two years there has been a three-year pause because of the pandemic so this is the first time in three years that we're getting a d23 event Mm -hmm. so i think they're going to give us a lot of good stuff i am anticipating like I'm anticipating a date for Tron. I'm anticipating um, potential things like what is going to replace Stitch's Great Escape. Like, oh yeah, could maybe we get, we'll get that information? That. Um, movie, <laughs> could we get that information, please? please? <laughs> um, like, what movies they've got on their platform, or what movies they have in the works for us? Um, I mean, I mean, there's yeah, so there's, much stuff. Like you said, there's literally so much. I mean, you're getting this episode right before D23, so we're catching you guys on up, uh, guys up on like literally all of this stuff that we've just mentioned, which is obviously so much news. But there's going to be so much more just next weekend, so we'll have to highlight some of that news on our stories so you guys can continue to stay updated with this. And then our next Disney breakdown episode, I'm sure we'll go a little more in depth over what they discussed at D23. So definitely 
be on the lookout for the next Disney breakdown episode for that. But also during that the D23 Expo, they are planning on announcing 14 new Disney le- legends and they are actually going to be inducted, which a Disney legend, which we do episodes on these, are people that are part of the Walt Disney Company of some sort. They may be actors, actresses, Imagineers, yada yada. They are, have had an impact on the Walt Disney World Company and they get inducted as a Disney legend. So very excited to see who these 14 new legends are. Can't wait for that. Yes. So outside of D23, the Emmy Awards are coming up. And so um, also shout out to Taylor Swift on the VMAs for announcing her new album. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Um, I could could sit here and have a whole episode. Midnight's comes out October 21st. You better get ready. I'm so pumped. Okay. Back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Um, The Emmys are coming up and the Walt Disney Company is sweeping the board with 147 Emmy nominations. That's insane. The thing with the Walt Disney Company is they are a huge entertainment conglomerate. So they are spanning ABC. Um, they have what, Fox, Fox, do, Hulu, yeah, Hulu? Lucasfilm, yeah, Hulu. Like, I mean, everything. All of the above. So there are so many different entities that are owned by the Walt Disney Company that gives them this distinction of actually having 147 nominations. We'll be following up for sure on how many of them they take home, but having 143 nominations are bound to take a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, and the last thing we have for company news is that 2023 will actually be 100 years of magic for the Walt Disney Company. This is huge. So we are bound to see stuff happening in the park, stuff happening with merchandise. I'm sure there are going to be lots of upcoming releases when it comes to that. So we got to get ready. 2023 is another big year for the Walt Disney World Company. I mean, that's all I kind of have for news. I mean, what? anything else you want to add, Kate? Um just that you guys are tuning in and listening to this on our one year anniversary of the castle chat i know it's crazy this episode is coming out today september 4th but september 3rd 2021 was our very first episode which happened to be a disney breakdown episode so we've really come full circle with this we've been doing this for a whole year and i can't i live i just can't believe it it's been so magical and we We are just getting started. We have so much up our sleeves. We're so excited to continue building this community with you guys. We hope you've been loving it so far. I mean, this is just the best part of my week. I couldn't agree more. Court and I every week talk about new ideas, new things we can add to the table. This is something that we're committed to. I think we had a pretty specific conversation when we first started this whole thing where we looked at each other and we said, okay, are you in it? Because if you're not in it, I don't even want to start. And we both were like, no, 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 we're in it. Yeah, we're we, here. we committed. We were like, we're committed for at least a year. Let's see what happens. And a year has gone by and I'm like, I could never imagine stopping this. This is so much fun. I would absolutely be heartbroken if this ever ended. This is the magic for me. It's why being a Disney fan and loving all things Disney parks is such a fun thing to be a part of. We get to share it with incredible people like all of you listening. We get to get excited about things with all of you guys 
guys, every message that you send us, every, oh my gosh, me too, I can't wait that we get in our inbox, just makes us feel connected to you guys. So we are so appreciative for every episode that you've tuned into, every ounce of feedback that you've given us, reviews, messages, all of the above. I mean, we wouldn't be here if we didn't feel like there was a community to be connected to and and reach out to. So you guys are part of the reason why we do this. Yeah, 100%. And like you were mentioning with reviews, it's really helpful when we can share reviews with people that are interested in learning more about our podcast. They can read them. They can look at our ratings. If you haven't given a rating or a review to the Castle Chat, we would so greatly appreciate it if you would do that for us. If you would head to Spotify or Apple and, and give us five stars or leave us some kind words, it, it truly does mean so, so much and also means so much to people that are that find us on their podcast platforms and are like, what's this all about? I want to see what people think of this so we really really appreciate those of you that already have and if you haven't we would greatly appreciate it if you if you would leave us a rating or a review but for now we will kick things over to kelly for today's trip tip and we will see you guys later at the end of the episode Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. When you check into your resort, be sure to take a look at what activities are going on at the resort. Disney resorts will have a lot of different things that are actually already included in your price that you've paid for the resort. So things like movies under the stars, s'mores making, different pool activities, those will all be going on while you're at Walt Disney World that you can take advantage of at no cost. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney chips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram. Click that link in their bio and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning. And I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. creator spotlight shining a light on you wow these jingles guys they're so great we have another creator spotlight for you guys kate who do we have today we are shouting out our new friend alexa gallardo we definitely wanted to shout her out today we love just looking at different creators that we see on instagram or tiktok or any social media platform and seeing how they're just killing it and they're having such a good time and we just want you guys to know about those people too so you can give them a follow and kind of keep up with all their creativity as well so what's something that our friend alexa does on instagram that's fun that people would enjoy following so for me as an east coast girl Alexa is a Disneyland West Coast girl, so I love getting to see what it's like on the other side. And Homegirl has so much good content about Disneyland, all the things going on there, food, drinks, activities, etc. And for me, that just makes me feel like just a small drop in the ocean when it comes to this Disney community. It's so crazy to see how far and wide people span, but that there's a whole other side to this country of people who are Disneyland goers and that go to Disneyland all the time instead of Disney World. So getting to see her enjoy her home park and also just her everyday magic that she likes to create, um, her outfits, her style, her dog, all of the above. So if you are not following Alexa, go 
check her out at Alexa Gallardo. Okay, guys, the next time we are going to be together, we're going to be entering a new cycle of the castle chat. We got we do nine episodes each time we do a season. And so we're actually going to be transitioning more out of those like season that we talk about and just into more of like nine episode cycles um, so that we can continue to put episodes out. So this is the end of season five. Technically, we'll be starting what you guys would consider season six, but we're just going to start off with some new episodes, give ourselves a little bit of a break we do two weeks in between each nine episodes so we will be back in two weeks from today with a brand new episode we're going to give you the ultimate guide we're not going to release the title of the episode yet so you guys need to need to prepare for that surprise in the next two weeks i'm heading on my disney bachelorette caitlin's coming with me we're gonna have like 13 girls there it's gonna be so much fun so definitely check us out on instagram at the castle chat please follow along on our trip we're gonna have so much fun and we will have so much content to share with you guys we are so so excited in the meantime while you're waiting for the disney batch trip or you're waiting for the next episode of the castle chat in about two weeks um you can continue to follow us on instagram leave us a review or a rating like we talked about and just just hang out with us in the social world we love hearing from you guys in any way like we said earlier thank you so much for the past year we have absolutely loved this we are just getting started and we cannot wait to share all the magic that we have up our sleeves in the next couple of months um very exciting things just around the corner so for now we'll leave you with what we always leave you with which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys bye